I V M. Hello, welcome, Khushamadid. You're hearing the note with me, Maharukhinath. August five, two thousand and nineteen, is when Article 370 was abrogated in Jammu and Kashmir. It's been six months since. and the senior political leadership of the valley including three former chief ministers farooq abdullah who also happens to be a very senior parliamentarian his son and leader of the regional party national conference that's umar abdullah and pdp's mehbooba mufti are all under detention with no signs of being released anytime soon joining me today on the note is senior journalist and someone who i can safely say has a very very strong and keen sense of what's happening on the ground in the valley and in the union territory of jammu and kashmir joining me is ahmed ali fayaz mr fayaz welcome to the show thank you mr fayaz 6 months and three former chief ministers continue to be in detention first of all what do we know of their condition nobody knows uh, because there is nobody from the government uh, who would uh, tell us uh, about their health bulletins or um, there is absolutely nothing there are only speculations we just know that uh, umar abdullah is there at one particular house mehbooba mufti is on another house and uh, farooq abdullah is at his home this is what we know and we, we know that uh, some of their family members have been allowed to meet them nobody from media uh, nobody from uh, outside has been able to interact with them so these are all speculations and recently you, you must have seen the photographs of amar abdullah the bearded one so th- that was viral in the uh, media so we know as much as you know yes that photograph that you mentioned with the bearded umar abdullah did create quite a stir and i think has reignited this entire debate of what really is happening to the political leadership uh, and the fact that they continue to be in detention do you see mr fayaz uh, them being released any time soon no, nobody can say because uh, the government actually has little uh, connect with the people particular with the press sometimes the, the official spokesman holds a briefing for the uh, media persons uh, a couple of questions are also taken but uh, there is absolutely uh, nothing of the sort we used to have in the past to the government used to be in touch with the people with the press and so so nobody no, nobody knows when exactly are they going to release them or uh, Are, are they uh, confining them? Are they, uh, they are being shifted to other places? No, no, nobody really, really knows. But going by the way, some of the detainees have been released in the uh, last uh, three or four weeks. For some people, there is a possibility that they may be uh, either released or shifted from detention centers to their respective residences. Mr Fayaz the narrative being stitched by many is that there has not been a single protest against these political detentions the locals don't care is what many believe outside the valley my argument is that the locals are too scared to actually protest now on the one hand we know that especially in the valley there is a disdain to the uh, towards the political leadership do you think that that sentiment 
is uh, you know exaggerated the fact that the locals think of the politicians as good riddance the fact that they're in detention serve them right is that the sense you get on the ground as well we have perceived that particular narratives are being manufactured this is a fact that there are there is a lot of divide between the people and the mainstream politicians because all of them have held them invariably uh, whosoever it was in the successive governments in the last many years they have not taken uh, pro people decisions this is the fact that the people have failed to provide jobs to the people they have done a lot of injustices which which we see every day sometimes i i i see the uh, youths and they explain to me how uh, how injustices have been done to them not not politically but uh, the people who want to get jobs the people uh, they they tell me every day when are the, when are the government removing this sro 202 that, that that is an order from the government which was issued by mufti said this government in june 2015 whereby if you get a job in the government you get only one fourth or one fifth of the salary for the first five years so this, this kind of injustice are there and i have also seen a lot of injustices in the recruitment boards including the public service commission where there were no rules there was lot of corruption and nepotism brazen violation of rules and i feel that if it happens in any uh, any state i think that people can pick up guns it's not only stones they can pick up guns i have seen such kind of injustices happening to these youths this is a, this is a fact but at the same time this is also a fact that there are two constituencies in kashmir one is a mainstream constituency and another is a separatist constituency the separate as far as the separatists are concerned it clearly Uh, they want separation from india they want uh, azadi they want accession to pakistan some of them uh, uh, are also uh, votaries of the caliphate this is a fact but at the same time if you see the mainstream politicians be that national conference people's Confer- people's uh, uh, conference or uh, people's democratic party such uh, political parties have been contesting elections they have been part and parcel of the government they have formed governments with the congress with the uh, bhartiya janata party so it it is it's a fact that they have been piggy riding on the separatist sentiments they have they have uh, promoted pseudo uh, this soft separatism in kashmir this this is also a fact but at the end of the day they are the people who have sworn uh, by the constitution of india and uh, they are on oath to maintain and uphold the sovereignty and integrity of india in kashmir whatever their rhetoric on the streets uh, this is this this is a fact that they people have got vote in different elections but a lot of vote even in 2008 when um, people like sajad lon would say that nobody will participate in the elections and engineer rashid deferred with him he came and contested the elections i remember that year 17 and a half lakh kashmiris came out and they cost the vote Uh, so such kind of elections have taken place and if you uh, remember 2014 elections lok sabha as well as the assembly elections quite a lot of vote has taken place this was i remember even in uh, salahuddin's village of saibug there was 62% voter turnout so national conference as well as pd they have their constituency they have their vote banks in kashmir valley this this will be unfair to say that they have been completely completely written off 
and they they don't have any supporters in Kashmir. People of Kashmir want them confined in jail. Yes, I have seen anger uh, of the youth against them, and uh, there is not a tradition of the people coming out on the streets in favor of the mainstream politicians. This uh, agitation and demonstration this has been patented by the separatists in the last. 30 years so don't go by this silence if you see it on the streets absolutely and uh, my my next question is in continuation of that i remember the 62 percentage uh, you know voter turnout in 2014 like you mentioned the point i'm trying to make is if this can happen to democratically elected leaders what impression does it give to these very voters to the people in the valley and jammu about the sanctity of democratic institutions hasn't that been corroded by the fact that these politically uh, elected leaders have been put behind bars with absolute no charge no reason no justification yeah there are questions questions are being raised from day one of the abrogation of article 370 and even before there have been questions on the way they have been handling democracy in kashmir you have seen quite a number of times once upon a time sheikh abdullah was removed as a, uh, as prime minister of jammu and kashmir uh, put in uh, in a jail for uh, 11 years and uh, uh, tried for conspiracy so uh, once upon a time farooq abdullah was dismissed he was an elected chief minister so such things have happened and on another point of time uh, because of mufti say this egoism uh, farooq abdullah was uh, forced to resign as the chief minister of jammu and kashmir that created a vacuum and you if you remember the day when five jkl of militants were released in exchange for rubia said that day, day that day was a turning point right. so you you have yeah you have seen history is replete with such uh, which 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 such things in kashmir there have been questions and there have also been questions if uh, these chief ministers or the ministers have indulged in crime in in corruption and nepotism and in uh, scams and in different things why none of them has ever been taken to jail unlike haryana and bihar and other places where the cabinet ministers chief ministers go to jail so this is also a, also a question it's not only one thing that you say that and that uh, uh, people are uh, raising questions why these three chief ministers have been put behind bars i think if government of india would have gone and they would have established the scam against any of the chief ministers they would have prosecuted them people there would have been happy but they have not done it it's a completely political operation it is not a criminal investigation in, in, into a case very important point you make uh, mr fayaz uh, also in one of your tweets you mentioned that uh, while the political leadership the democratically elected po- political leadership is behind bars there are quite a few separatists who are roaming around freely do you see uh, with your understanding of jammu and kashmir politics do you see a certain parallel narrative being kept alive yeah that's true uh, the people here feel that there are there are, there are people whose past has not been completely clean uh, as far as uh, this uh, promotion of militancy in kashmir is concerned their people are now being projected as chief ministers we have seen quite a number of them going to the ministers going to delhi holding meetings with the ministers and the envoys from outside i think that the government of india shall have to uh, let uh, there be some level playing and uh, 
the original legitimate politics must be allowed to grow in Kashmir. I don't think, I, I'm not having the people who will say that this door has been shut forever and the Kashmiris do not believe in the Indian democracy and now there will be a radicalization and the people will be up in arms against the system. I think that quite a lot of Kashmiris, they have realized this thing that we are not going to get anything out of this gun culture and out of the pelting stones on security forces. So there, there is a huge population in Kashmir who want that there should be development, there should be employment, but at the same time, they admittedly are sensitive towards certain things. For example, in the last few days, we have seen uh, some uh, aggressive steps being taken to uh, remove the Kashmiri script, um, uh, the script of the Kashmiri language. Such things have always been uh, always been interpreted by the separatists like Sadilisha Gilani as India's cultural aggression in Kashmir. I think that apart from politics, whether you want to be with Pakistan or India, it's a, it's a very serious issue. Uh, every Kashmiri-speaking person, and you know their population, is very much sensitive about these things. If uh, there are attempts to also obliterate uh, this uh, Kashmiri language's secret, and if there are uh, interferences um, in religious matters, I think that these are very sensitive issues and these can lead to trouble and uh, and confrontation in Kashmir. Uh, that is a serious issue, Mr. Fayaz. Uh, while you mentioned um, the fact that there are several leaders who are holding parleys uh, with, with, say, the governor in Srinagar or going to, the, uh, to Delhi and having conversations with several power centers at the center, do you see this new emerging leadership, if I may call it that, having any credibility with the locals? You have seen that uh, that quite a number of them have been rejected by the people in the past elections. If you tell me that uh, such and such person is now the leader of the Kashmiris and he's going to be the next chief minister, I think that people people of Kashmir, uh, they, they get very, very angry angry with, 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 this, with this idea. But at the same time, there definitely are genuine uh, politicians uh, whose politics has a lot of credibility in Kashmir. And there can be even uh, uh, politi- political leadership can also emerge from the from the younger generation. It's not that uh, this uh, uh, politics is uh, exclusive of the, of, the, of the elderly people who have been there in politics for 20 years. So there, there is a lot of promise in the leadership of the young people. They should also be allowed, but it should not be like... The, the, uh, it should not be an agency role. In the past, you have seen New Delhi projecting their the, the, their own people in Kashmir and giving them roles, agency roles. I think that that thing has to stop. A genuine politics should be allowed to spring and prosper in Kashmir. Fayasab, how different do you see the response, if at all, between how Kashmir Valley has responded to the abrogation of Article 370 and the formation of a union territory vis-a-vis Jammu? Today, one was what happened in August 5th. Obviously, the reaction in Kashmir Valley was much stronger. Uh, The kind of force used was also much stronger. Uh, Or the blockade per se. Do you see today the fact that the people in both parts, in Jammu as well as the valley, are united in what they feel about statehood and so on and so forth? As far as the people of Kashmir are concerned, statehood, uh, this statehood has never been their demand. Domicile rights has never been their demand. This is this restoration of statehood, as you remember, 
is the promise of the Home Minister, Union Home Minister Amit Shah on the day of the abrogation of Article 370, he indicated that this statehood can be restored. So this is BJP's own agenda. And behind this is a strong compulsion in their own vote bank in Jammu. The people here say that we should not have been reduced to the Union territory. The people in Jammu tell me that, uh, that the Ladakhis have got their demand of the Union territory. Our demand was the separate statehood for, for Jammu. What have we got? We have been reduced to the Union territory. So this restoration of the statehood, actually, this is specifically a demand of the people of Jammu, BJP's own vote bank. And as far as this uh, demand of domicile rights, uh, giving land and government jobs to the people who have stayed here for the last 15 years, this is also exclusively demand of the Jammu people and also the people of the Union territory of Ladakh. As far as Kashmir is concerned, and uh, you must have noticed it in the last few days that 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 some of these Kashmiri politicians have been speaking about these restoration of the statehood. They are they have completely ignored that abrogation of Article Three Seven Zero. This is completely New Delhi's agenda. This is clear enough. And as far as the people are, of Kashmir are concerned, yes, admittedly there has been uh, a groundswell of support for. Uh, for a uh, restoration of the state's special states, which was the constitution of India. Uh, but that has gone. The people of Kashmir know it, that uh, it's uh, fate compliant. It's not being reversed. This is clear enough that no successive governments will change it. So, the, so they, 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 are, they have reconciled to it to a great extent. If somebody believes that it is the Indian security forces, 200 companies of the paramilitary forces who have silenced it and put the Kashmiris behind doors for six months, I think this is completely wrong. The fact is that the people of Kashmir, they have realized that we are not going to get anything out of confrontation, out of this gun culture, out of stone pelting and all that. So there can be legitimate demands, but as of now, there is not that kind of atmosphere. So the people are silent. I don't think that even if you uh, restore internet in Kashmir, there can be any any trouble or turbulence in Kashmir on this date. Yes, it's a fact that militants and other people, they have been making use of these things. It's for the government to see how they can stop it. But uh, this interpretation that, uh, that uh, uh, the Kashmiris, they have been behind uh, doors, uh, they have been silenced uh, right. with the might of the Indian security forces. This is not this is not right. And at the same time, the interpretations of the other side that Kashmir has been in lockdown for six months and nobody is coming out of homes. Yes, that that kind of a situation existed there in the month of August, in the month of September. But thereafter, shops opened, even schools opened, and many things opened. Uh, so uh, I can't say that this is completely normal, but to a great extent, it is normal. So uh, sitting in Delhi or in New York and uh, telling that the Kashmiris are in lockdown and they will they will die and they will not accept this abrogation of 370, I think that this is not correct. Do you see, Fayaz Sahib, uh, the center having a clear-cut plan going ahead for the Union Territory of Jammu and Kashmir? Do they have an agenda or do they have a plan? I think they have this agenda, but as far as its delivery is concerned, they seem to be completely in a confusion. We sometimes see them taking decisions which are not in consonance with, the, with, with even with their agenda. So somebody says that there should be delimitation. Uh, that means increasing the number of seats seats in Jammu. 
I think that uh, the government of India can start a genuine activity, a genuine political activity and uh, this uh, uh, developmental activity. We have not seen any development, any uh, uh, employment in the last six months. I meet a number of uh, people every day. They are concerned about their jobs. I know hundreds of the people who have uh, um, whose interviews have been conducted by the Public Service Commission. And the, um, one day, suddenly, the Public Service Commission and all these commissions were removed. They have not been uh, constituted in the last six months. So th this developmental activity and also the activity of government's activity of providing jobs, uh, because, you know, unemployment is a big, big problem in Kashmir. I think this all has come to a standstill. Uh, there is a lot of uh, distress and citrus I mean, the youths, I think this must go and the government of India must take very positive and concrete steps. They, 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 they must uh, take decisions like removing this SRO 202 and uh, right. regularization of the uh, technically qualified and trained youths who are working in different government of India schemes in Jammu and Kashmir. None of them has been uh, regularized. Uh, so right. these these are these these are the steps the government should have taken and they have not taken in the last six months. My final question to you, Fayasab, is: What does the man on the street feel in the valley? Does he feel angry, hopeful, indifferent, helpless? There, there, there are people. Yes, uh, they feel angry. They feel helpless. There is uh, an air of despondency in certain sections, particularly the intellectual class. Uh, uh, even the government implies, yes, that's true. But as far as the common man is concerned, who constitutes more than 80% of the population there, he's much, much concerned about about other things also. As I told you that there are there are families in Kashmir who are, uh, whose uh, sons and daughters are losing jobs. Uh, in, in, in the, uh, there is no private sector in Kashmir. This uh, employment is a big problem there. And we, uh, we know the villages, thousands of them, where you don't have the drinking water, where you don't have the electricity. And in a re a recent snowfall, we have seen uh, the officers not reaching out to villages for uh, weeks together. So th there are, there are two, two huge problems. At the district hospital, you don't have an X-ray machine or an operator there. So th th there, are, there are big, big problems other than the political problem. Fayasab, for speaking to the note, uh, thank you so much and thank you for your insight. Uh, you've put the entire issue into context and given that it's already been six months since the abrogation of Article 370, I think we needed uh, an assessment of what is happening on the ground. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you.